You know what always really, really bothered me growing up during my youthful years in school? You see, LD. I mean, if you if you couldn't tell by everything about me between my opinions on school and my long flowing hair and the way I sort of jump to and fro in conversation from one topic to another. Aldi didn't concentrate the best in school growing up, so therefore he didn't do his schoolwork very much. Aldi was an expert, expert slacker in school. LD got more zeros on homework and worksheet assignments than 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 anyone else uh, in humanity combined. LD one time was in his history class and we had a substitute teacher. We had an assignment we were supposed to do, uh, uh, you know, that day in class we were supposed to do this like assignment in our textbook, answering some questions, what have you. And, you know... The substitute teacher, I suppose, noticed that young LD was just kind of talking to somebody and hadn't even taken a book out to pretend like he had been doing his assignment because my history teacher was the man. Shout out Mr. Musgrave. He he knew LD was a special breed. He really respected LD's intelligence, LD's uh, je ne sais quoi, if you will, his, his magical way of speaking, that, that certain flow of the, of the language and the vibes that LD kind of has. Mr. Musgrave loved me. And I never tried to really hold my feet to the flame because he knew it was useless. He just, you know, kind of let me do my thing. I would get A's on the tests and I just wouldn't do the homework. He was kind of impressed by it, really. But the substitute teacher that was there for Mr. Musgrave was all like, you know, sir, you, you, need to, you need to be doing your book assignment. LD pulled out a textbook and wrote Mr. Musgrave a letter. It started out, dear Mr. Musgrave, currently LD is writing a letter to you expressing how much he is not doing this assignment, which you have come to expect from LD. But this substitute teacher that is here in your steed today, she 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 wants to be a difference maker. She's sitting here, she's putting up a fight with LD. So LD is, is you know, complacating her right now. He's making her feel happy, feel like she's, she's accomplished something because she thinks I'm doing my assignment this writing I'm doing to you right now. Little does she know that I am writing to you the very letter that you are currently reading. I've gotten one over on her as I have on many another, and it proves yet again, don't get in LD's way. And I handed it to her, and with a big old smile, she took it from me and thought, this kid's not a psychopath, so she just put it in the the pile with the others. I got a B for that assignment because Mr. Musgrave said it was the most work I had done all year in class. None of that is what bothers me. What bothered that was all to establish how little work I did in school. What bothered LD was when somebody who did not have their homework, when the teacher came around, would start rifling through their folder or like their bag to put up this big show, like, oh, I'm, I'm looking for it. Ah, ooh, ah, I can't. Can't find the home. Did I leave it at home? Did it fall out of my bag? I don't know. Like, come on. Do you know how many kids do that per day to a teacher? Like, these teachers aren't sitting there. Oh, golly gee, I really think he did it. He, he just can't find. If you go through the work to do your homework, you're fucking locking that thing up into Fort Knox before you throw it into your backpack. God damn. If you're going to just let all that effort go to waste. 
You're never going to get like partial. Ah, well, you know, you seem like you're pretending that you did it. So I'm going to give you half credit. No, they're going to give you a zero. They're going to give you some spiel about how it's not there right now. So they're sorry. So they can't give you a grade. Just be a man. Just say, I didn't do it. I don't have it. I don't know. Just, you know, have some dignity. Treat your teacher with the respect that they're smart enough to see through your little act. Maybe that's one of those things that just bugs LD. But yo, 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 people. It's your man LD. He is here on the sound waves. He is in Ocean City, New Jersey, looking out at the water, talking to you people right now. And today, today LD's going to have to put his money where his mouth is. If you remember, in the very first episode of The Lowdown with LD, LD talked all sorts of shit about how easy this podcasting thing is, about how people make such a big deal when somebody can do a, a podcast solo dolo. But but LD said that he could do a solo podcast, no problem. It would be easy for him. And, and right now I'm going to have to prove it because LD is solo. There is no producer Nick. There is no producer Noah. There's no special guest this week. LD had a crazy busy week. You know, he tweeted out today that he unfortunately could not produce the lowdown prior to Thursday night football. But then LD was rewarded for caring about the old disciples so much and, and being so hard on himself because it turns out there is no Thursday night football this week. How about that? I mean, I, I, I swear to you, Roger Goodell probably tried to make some Thursday night football. You know, I, I, I think the Bills maybe were supposed to be Thursday night this week. Somebody who played in that Tuesday night game with the Titans was supposed to be Thursday night, from my understanding. And I I bet you Roger Goodell said, folks, uh, we're going to give up some money just because just, just these guys have only rested two days? Uh, come on. They're hitting each other all the time out there, you know. But I guess the liberals prevailed on this one. So, so LD's bringing this show solo. There's a shorter list of games. Uh, uh, this NFL week is the bye week start happening. No Thursday night football, as you said before. Uh, so LD is going to bring you also a rundown of the premier league, uh, uh, lines of, of the, the spreads, all the games this weekend. LD, if you remember is currently, currently 13 and six betting premier league games on ride with LD.com for you. The people LD wants to make something very clear. Listen to me right now. You know, gambling people, they don't have the best listening. Somebody DM'd LD recently on, on Twitter and said, like, yo, LD, man, I, I need your pick for the for the Newcastle uh, whatever game. LD said to him, Bozo, this this was like one of the four games I, I picked and broke down in the article I dropped two days ago that I promoted like five times. How are you asking me this? You obviously know that LD's just big time Premier League better because you're seeking me out for a random Premier League game. How are you not going to check my Premier League betting article I put out before asking me? But, you know, LD, LD doesn't bemoan this man to each their own. LD rides with the, with the old disciples. He doesn't bemoan them. But the point that LD is making very clear right now is that like with the NFL games, LD is, is going through the, the Premier League games for fun right now. He's going to pick each and every single game. But tomorrow... Or maybe today, I think when this when this podcast drops, Friday, October 15th, LD, as he does every Friday where there's Premier League action that weekend, will drop his Premier League picks article on ridewithld.com. This article is 13 and 6 so far this season. 
And and that will be my official plays this weekend. The, the the my picks that I'm doing right now, where I'm just going through all of them. That does not count against my record. That is not my stone cold lock picks. This is what LD does every week with the NFL lines, where he's just being your buddy, breaking down the lines with you, shooting the breeze, talking some shit, you know, having some fun. LD also would like to say that he's going to request a little bit of patience. A little extra sympathy from the elder disciples this week. LD is doing this podcast solo dolo. He might have to take a, a, a quick pause every so often to take a sip of water. LD is a man who stays very hydrated. So when he's talking a lot without pause like he is right now, his mouth can get dried out easily. Also, he might have to like look something up real quick here and there. He'll announce when he's doing that. He's just going to be silent when he does that unless he has something easy to say. Because honestly, when LD tries to like look something up and talk at the same time, it just results in poor content. You know, look, guys, uh, LD tries to deliver you guys some professionalism, some high quality every week. But, you know, this week, LD faced some adversity. And rather than throwing in the towel, he stepped up to the challenge. He took one off the chin and he said he's going to deliver to the elder disciples. So, so that's what we're getting this week. Mm. We don't have any Eagles talk with Nick, unfortunately. He can tell you that Nick would have told you that he was very satisfied with the way the Eagles played the the Steelers last week. And I, I can back that up. That, that That's a very fair take. I mean, Eagles have a bad draw this week against the Ravens, but the NFC East is as Wide open as it's ever been, considering, you know, Dak Prescott's injury recently. Uh, Dallas was the only team really competing with the Eagles. LD's made his opinions of the Giants very well known. It's a suck. It sucks that LD lost a couple teasers last week because the – not the teasers. I think it was more the straight up all because of the, uh, the Dallas game. How, how can you expect a quarterback to go down, you know? But with no – with no Eagles talk – with no Packers talk, because they were on bye week. We'll get to the Pack when, when their name come up. LD wants to talk about a little LD news. LD is planning uh, two trips for the future. That, that should be fun for the El Disciples to, to think about with LD. LD is certainly excited about them. Both of these trips, tentatively speaking, we're looking at, uh, at around a 2021 schedule. And, uh, LD started physical therapy we recently, as he's said before, for his injuries post-car accident. So I'm not the most mobile at the moment. I certainly need to wait to heal longer. Also, just don't know what parts of the world and the country are opened and, and what's like what with COVID and all that. You know, uh, LD is someone who has to take COVID seriously because his mother takes uh, or has very, very bad asthma. And, and I live with her at the moment. So can't can't be putting her into harm's way and stuff. And and not to mention, like, LD would rather wait a little longer than have to, like, go, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I had some friends who went to, like, Bourbon Street in, uh, in, in Louisiana and New Orleans not that long ago. And, I mean, uh, you know, LD's fine wearing a mask. He wears a mask whenever he goes somewhere. You know, he's all, you know, it's not a big deal or anything. But I'd rather just wait until I didn't have to, to worry about carrying one around and, and wearing one. Uh, to do a big trip, you know, especially because one of the two destinations is LD's favorite place in the world. I know this is very cliche, but that is Las Vegas, Nevada. In 2021, LD's going to go out to California. He's got some some entertainment business meetings out there. He's going to go to Santa Barbara's college town, visit some friends. Shout out Connor Phillips. He's going to, you know, hang out, hang loose, cowabunga in the California sun. And he's going to go down to L.A., 
Going to hang out with this boy, Noah, his, his roommate from college, for a few days. We're going to have a grand old time. And then we're going to get in Noah's car, and we are going to drive to Sin City, and we are not going to look back. Uh, they, they're going to try to stay in Vegas about five, six days. Vegas is just LD's, LD's stomping ground. It's his favorite place in the world. LD's only 26 years old. He's been there three times already. He's not going to act like he's, you know, uh, the, the fucking modern-day Frank Sinatra of, of, of Vegas. You know what I mean? He's not Sammy Davis Jr. over here, but at the same time, like LD's, LD's led the Vegas charge every time he's gone. One time when I went to Las Vegas... It was during the California wildfires. I don't know which ones. There's There's been billions, it seems. But but LD had to actually go to Vegas a day earlier than planned because the fires were coming close to his apartment in the Montecito area. So LD kind of had to flee the scene, you know. And I was in Vegas by myself for a day and night because, like, my friends were coming out the next day. LD hit the tables. He made friends with a Canadian couple. He... Kept calling himself a refugee at the table, was trying to get his luck up. That was nice. But LD and Noah are going to drive out to Vegas, spend about five days there. And, and LD just, you know, his two favorite things in the world from a vice perspective is just marijuana and blackjack. That's all he needs, you know. And in Vegas, LD doesn't need the club scene, you know. He doesn't need uh, David Copperfield or Cirque du Soleil. He doesn't need the shows. He doesn't need the wild pool clubs, although they are very awesome. All LD needs is to drink in his hotel room, go play some hands of blackjack, go outside, smoke, and go back and play more blackjack. And he will win hands after hands. My first trip to Vegas, LD split four nines and won on all of them. It was electric. LD, LD's had some times in Vegas. He's had some stories to tell, and I'm certain that I'll make some great content when I go, and I'll, I'll probably do like a big Vegas podcast beforehand. But the other destination that LD's going to travel to is London, in England, to go to an Arsenal game at the Emirates Stadium. Going to go with this friend, Brad, who appeared on the second ever episode of the Lowdown with LD. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited. I've never spent time uh, really internationally. I went to Canada when I was younger, went to the Bahamas once uh, also when I was younger. But, you know, none of that's too crazy uh, from, from, from the American standpoint. And LED has been assured many, many times that he will be a big, big hit in Europe. Apparently, I just cross all sorts of boxes for American stereotypes that people actually like. I'm very friendly, I'm very inviting, I'm loud and boisterous, I'm like a larger-than-life character. Uh, LD's met many, many foreigners in his day, and, and they've all told him, like, oh, man, you you will be a hit over there, do not worry. You know, uh, I'm, I'm going to spend some time at the local pubs, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really pump out, you know, LD likes to do a British accent when he's not in Britain. In Britain, he's going to stick to the American because he, ooh, wait a minute, light bulb moment right here live on the podcast. LD's always dreamt of passing himself off as a character named R.W. Winchester, the son of the third largest drill bit manufacturer in all of Oklahoma. And like that kind of comes with like a big southerny midwestern draw, you know, and LD's friends have always told him that you can't just go around calling yourself Randall Wilson Winchester because people are going to know that that ain't true. But LD's damned if he's going to go across the pond to Great Britain and some some 
I was going to say Krauts, but that's German. So I, don't, I don't know what, what exactly you call some, some British guys, but you know what I mean? If some of them are going to be some red coats, there we go. We're going to be telling LD that he ain't from the American Midwest heartland South because they ain't going to know as much about uh, American facts and histories and dialects as LD. So he's going to be able to trick them up real good. But, you know. Besides that, I just can't wait to go to an international soccer game. I mean, they they really they really take soccer like I don't know. America's like the biggest country in the world, especially in terms of sports. In the in the sense of like, no one takes sports as seriously as us. We have like four sports leagues that are all worth billions of dollars. You know, in, in England, they they just kind of have the Premier League. I think they have a rugby league, maybe. But like, they really nailed. How like to do the fan experience? I feel like in international soccer because you know you got these chants, these songs. Uh, everybody's like, like there's fan sections. People are running around with streamers. You got like a big drum. It's awesome. You know there really is a twelfth man in soccer more than in even in American football, I believe. But now speaking of soccer, why don't we use this moment to transition over to our Premier League? A uh, uh, gambling segment of the podcast. We're going to be breaking down the Premier League uh, uh, matchups this weekend. We're coming off an international break, which is a very important thing to notice for those of you that aren't huge soccer fans. And LD is going to try to do uh, timestamps in the description of this podcast so people know when the soccer talk starts and the football talk uh, begins, just so you know you can skip if that's what you want to do. But uh, international break is when players go away to to play for their international teams and all the soccer leagues halt for like a week. And and so we're coming off of that. It's almost like one giant bye week. So kind of momentum, you know, really sort of resets. So you can't be basing everything too much off of what's recently happened as much as you'd normally like to. To start things, I mean, you know, in the grand schemes of things, you can, but like it's not as week to week. Like, like you want to look kind of more on how the season as a whole has gone in the first big chunk, whether it was at the first half or the second half. Looking at the first things first, we have the the Merseyside Derby of Liverpool. We have Liverpool minus half a point at Everton. Everton has been the talk of the Premier League. Uh, now, this isn't Everton's fault, but something that bothers LD is happening right now with Everton is like Everton's come on uh, and begun the season with an unbelievable run. They're, they're playing at the top of the world right now. I think I saw that they've scored like five goals twice and four goals twice this year, which is insane in such a short span of time already. Uh, but, but now that they've come out gangbusters, people will be like, controversial, my hot, hot, spicy pick, spicy take right here. Uh, Everton are going to finish high in the table this year. They're going to surprise people. Hey, Bozo, they're already surprised. Like, like they've already played their hand. Oh, all their summer transfers went great. You can't act like it's some big shock. Like, like you know, you're going to be shocking the world by picking a hot Everton team right now to to continue to be good this year. You know, before the year, LD talked about Everton's in that 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 Wolverhampton and Leicester category, and LD likes from the most out of out of those teams. Eh, tied with Leicester, honestly, this year. To, to kind of compete with the big six, but to sit there and act like, like you're being bold to proclaim them as good now that they've already proven it, you know, save that for me. But LD is going to pick Liverpool minus half a point here because Liverpool is just worlds better than Everton. And I, LD knows that he loves to make fun of Everton. I'm sure you people have heard me mock Everton. He's done it multiple times on the podcast. 
but but no disrespect to them at all. Liverpool's just, you know, they won the Premier League last year. They won the Champions League the year before. They're an unbelievable team. They're a deep, full, complete squad. Uh, they have Thiago, who I think might be missing this game with uh, COVID. I'm not positive, but, I mean, LD just does not rate uh, uh, Everton's defense. He thinks that's the the biggest weakness in their side right now. Uh, they signed Ben Godfrey at the end of the window, but I believe Allen might still be hurt. And either way, their center backs just aren't that that good, and they're not going to be able to stand up to Firmino, Salah, and, and Sadio Mane. Sadio Mane, by the way, the Senegalese winger for Liverpool is un- underratedly like a top player in like the entire world right now. That guy just scores fucking goals. That guy's unbelievable. And, and you know, he almost gets lost in the shuffle because Liverpool's so good. I mean, Dominic Calvert-Lewin's a man possessed right now. Carlo Ancelotti has really put his stamp on that Liverpool team and and really done a great job. And, and LD's, you know, got, got to give them uh, full credit for all of their – or what they've done this this summer, it's all worked out well. But I, you know, I just think Liverpool is going to win this game. They they've kind of had a not a shaky beginning of the year, but they've looked more vulnerable than they are. So I think they're going to come out of uh, the international break here strong and and beat Everton pr- pretty badly. Next, we have Man United is minus one at Newcastle. This one is very tough for LD. Um, because Man U has had a bad start to the year, so it's tough for me to imagine that they're going to like sleep on this game. But at the same time, Man U's bad start to the year isn't like for no reason. Um, LD thinks that Ali Gunnar Solskjaer, the the Man United manager, is is you know kind of a fraud. Uh, the Man U teams played really like passionately for him at times. That's kind of hidden the fact that I don't think he's the best manager. Uh, he doesn't have the best tactics. On top of that, Harry Maguire is is quickly becoming a laughing stock. He picked up an absolutely dreadful red card this weekend in international duty for England, and and he's just been playing terribly lately, just terribly. Um, and and Man United did not have a very good uh, transfer window. They really ponied up uh, all their hopes into the Jalen Sancho uh, basket, and then just didn't go through for him and. They kind of panicked by bought Edison Cavani at the end of the year or at the end of the window. Edison Cavani, big name, great player, who LD loves, but he's like 33 now, has a bad injury history in general, let alone being this old and transitioning to the Premier League. And they paid him a lot of money, a lot of, lot of, lot of wages weekly, a lot of money to his agent and agent fees. Uh, I just think that was kind of a bad investment. Uh, I, you know, Man United panicked a little bit on on how Martial, Anthony Martial, was played at striker at the beginning of this year. But I don't understand why they didn't just shift Martial out to the wing and put Rashford up top and, and you know, let that go. But, you know, LD's generally a very big stay away on this game. Uh, he rates Newcastle, actually, a, a bit this year. He likes the business they did over the summer. <sighs> I definitely am not going to include Man U in any of my money line parlays this this week. Uh, if I had to pick one, uh, a side here, gun to my head, I guess I'd take Man U minus one simply because I don't think that's a rat line at all. I think they're really like like they're respecting Man U an awful lot with that line, so that that kind of makes me feel like Man U's due for for a big response this week. Uh, next, we have Southampton plus one at Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea is a team that LD does not rank and rate as highly as everyone else this year, but he he really likes Chelsea uh, minus one in this game. Southampton, I think, is pretty bad this year. 
Uh, they lost uh, Pierre Emil Hordberg to Spurs over the summer. Uh, they just they, they don't have a good complement for for Danny Ings. He's really got to do all the heavy lifting for their attack. I believe their other strikers, a lad named Shea Adams from from Huddersfield, who who has not been able to produce uh, a lot of goals in the Premier League consistently. Um, LD thinks that Chelsea's you know continuously kind of looks for statement games to kind of really flex their muscle with all that that creativity and attack they signed over the summer. LD kind of really expects uh, Chelsea to come out flying in this game. So so he he will take Chelsea minus one for for this segment. That's probably not going to be one of his picks uh, uh, for his blog, but he's definitely going to look at Chelsea's money line, which I believe I last saw at around two, minus two oh like six. He's going to look at that as being one of the money lines he tries to pair with another team, potentially a team that's coming up in our next game. So the next matchup is LD's Arsenal, 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 plus one at Man City. Now LD's going to say this. This game started Arsenal plus one and a half. So he doesn't know what to make with that movement. I don't know if a bunch of people are on Arsenal, if, if the books, something happened that they shifted. LD will say this. Uh, it's looking like Kieran Tierney is not going to be allowed to play this game because a member of the Scottish te- national team that Kieran Tierney plays on got COVID. And even though Kieran Tierney doesn't have it, has been tested a bunch of times, he's got to quarantine a certain amount of time. LD really likes the Man City money line in this game. Man City stumbled recently against a team they should have beaten, got very embarrassed, looked very bad. But but teams like Man City don't don't falter against a team like Arsenal. They always play up to another big six team and, and a team like Arsenal that's maybe not there, especially with Kieran Tierney, especially with new signing Tomas Party. No Tomas, no Party. Probably gonna come off the bench. So LD thinks that the Man City money line in this one is going to be a good pairing with Chelsea. Maybe with another team as well later on. We'll have to see. But LD is most likely on the Man City money line tied to Chelsea here on Man City minus one if he has to. And I also want to make this very clear. LD will never, ever bet against one of his teams as like a reverse jinx or something dumb. LD once gave out a bad tip betting against Arsenal and somebody tweeted at me. wasn't mad or anything, but just was like, oh, I hope you you weren't like, you know, trying to reverse jinx and you didn't take this. Anytime LD bets against Arsenal, bets against the Packers, bets against the Phillies, bets against the Minnesota Timberwolves, it's because he genuinely believes his team's going to lose. He he has, you know, whether it's an inside info on the matchups, on the injuries, on, on the state of the team. It's just if LD thinks his team's going to lose, he always puts money going the other way because that way, you know, I, at least I have something to, to make me happy at the end of that game if they if they lose, you know. I, I mean, LD never never bets the strongest against his teams unless he really, really knows something. So I'm not going to, you know, bet the farm against Arsenal here because I still want to be able to be much more happy if they win than upset at all. But at the same time, just like, if I really think Arsenal's going to drop here, and I, I think Man City's a great value in a money line parlay, you know, I, I want to be able to at least when I'm when I'm done breaking things after Arsenal embarrasses themselves, be able to say, well, at least I have some money in my pocket, you know. But who knows? Maybe Arsenal's going to look good uh, this weekend. The the main issues there is just that they're they're running a complicated system right now. The back three, two wing backs ahead, and who knows how that's going to function without uh. 
without Tierney uh, being able to be there. And quite frankly, without Kieran Tierney in there, uh, the system doesn't really work as well. And with Party not being able to step in yet, I, I think we're going to have to still use the back three. So we'll see. The next game is one that LD might be putting in his blog, to be honest with you. Fulham is plus half a point at Sheffield. Both Sheffield and Fulham have started this year dreadfully. They're both cemented themselves into the relegation battle. LD had them both there already. LD has gotten major props from the internet uh, for being one of the first people to be anti-Sheffield this year, to, to see this coming stupendously. So here's LD's pick. Both these teams are desperate for a point here. Uh, both uh, both these teams, namely Fulham, has had kind of a tricky start to the schedule in terms of the teams they face, so it's not necessarily their fault they're so bad. LD likes taking Fulham plus 0.5 because then if Fulham wins, you, you win. If Fulham draws, you win. You know, uh, I, I, certain, I, I think both these teams are bad. I think Fulham might be a little worse, but I don't think, you know, the point, the, 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 you know, I, I think they're both going to come out like hungry dogs. You know, uh, Fulham got Ruben Loftus-Cheek from Chelsea on loan during the uh, the end of the transfer window. That's certainly somebody with some Premier League experience, at least. You know, he's probably going to play right away. So I kind of like taking Fulham uh, plus half a point here. Up next, I actually uh, am, I'm going the opposite way. Aston Villa, a team LD's high on, a team that's playing greatly right now, plus half a point at Leicester. Leicester has some issues right now. I think they're dealing with some injuries. I think Wilfred and Didi's out. Uh, I think Johnny Evans is back, but he he was injured for a while. I think this is one where Aston Villa's getting a little too much rub for starting well, and I don't think Leicester is getting the respect they deserve. Gonna have to do a little more uh, uh, research into what's going on with Leicester right now before I officially say that this is going to be in my blog. But but it is a pick that interests me, makes me worry a little bit with a rat line. But I do think I'm going to be betting Leicester in this game for sure. Up next we have Brighton in a pick them against Crystal Palace. That is Brighton Hove Albion, the Gulls. They play in American uh, Express Stadium. Against Crystal Palace, owned by Philadelphia 76ers owner Josh R- Josh Harris. I almost said Josh Richardson. Excuse me. It's a little late here. LD's doing a solo podcast. We can uh, we we can all excuse a little mix up, you know. But uh, a pick'em in soccer. So so if you don't know, gives you draw protection. So LD actually really likes Brighton in this matchup. Uh, LD thinks Brighton has, has a solid squad. He thinks Crystal Palace is a little top-heavy, not all that good. Crystal Palace has had some lucky results this year. Brighton's had some bad fortune. Uh, if you pick Brighton in the pick em, if uh, Brighton wins, you win. If it's a draw, it's a push. You know, you're, you're safe. Uh, nothing beats that. So LD is going to go with Brighton, pick em in that one. That's one that he might put into his blog. We will see when all the research is said and done. Up next, we have West Ham, the Hammers, plus one at Tottenham. This one's a little tricky for LD. Uh, West Ham surprised some people. They've played well as of late after a bad start to the year. But LD actually thinks he might take this Tottenham money line and put it in with Man City or Chelsea because I think Gareth Bale is going to be making his return to Tottenham this, this week and even – or this game. You know, he's already returned, but he hasn't played yet. And even with no fans, I think that's going to be like a big emotional moment. You know, I think it's going to like push on Harry Kane and all the lads. And uh, I, I just think that's going to be a big thing for Tottenham. I think West Ham's kind of a shaky team. I think they have a bad uh, uh, back four. So I think Tottenham can certainly exploit that. 
I like some people in Tottenham. Uh, obviously, I not not personally speaking, I fucking hate Tottenham's guts. They're they're a load of bullshit. But I, I do think Tottenham has some talent on that team that can exploit West Ham. Up next, we have the Wolves of Wolverhampton. Pick them. Uh, the Wolverhampton Wanderers uh, against Leeds. LD's going with Wolves here. Uh, Wolves have had a, a, a solid but but not overly impressing beginning to the year. Leeds has looked good. Leeds was uh, the team that won the championship last year on the way to getting promoted to the Premier League. So, so Leeds has played up to par. You know, Leeds was the big promoted side that everybody liked this year, that everybody talked up, and they have played to form. But I do think Wolves are a solid tier above them. They just have too much talent. They've done a phenomenal job of recruitment since they have uh, joined the Premier League. The one thing to note is that Wolves, uh, very famously, is, is, is kind of a, a meme and a joke in, in, in the soccer community right now. Uh, the Wolverhampton Wanderers have a team way largely, in a weird way almost, made up of Portuguese players. And Cristiano Penaldo, that is right, Penaldo, because all he can do is flop and score cheap penalty kicks. Cristiano Penaldo came down with a case of COVID. And, and who knows what's going to happen in terms of the Portuguese player needing to uh, quarantine and all that. I've heard for some reason they're going to be available, even though Kieran Tierney isn't. If the Portuguese players can play, definitely going to put Wolves in my blog. If the Portuguese players cannot play, the Wolverhampton uh, Wanderers will not be a go. So uh, once again, what I'm probably going to do is put them in my blog with a strict warning to the El Disciples to recheck my Twitter Monday, an hour before game time, when I can wait to see their lineup, and then I will give us the official go-ahead. So we will have to see about that. Now, with our last game of the week is actually LD's favorite uh, one off the top of his head in terms of one he's going to pick. Maybe not besides the Liverpool game. That might be a little more of a sure thing. But Burnley is in a pick against West Brom. LD is all over West Brom in this game. West Brom is not an exciting team. No one is, is that thrilled with West Brom Albion. But LD, LD really likes some components of their team. He thinks they're hungry for some points. They're hungry for a win. They're a team that needs to win now. They're not going to be taking this game lightly. Burnley is a bad side. It's a pick em. We get that, that protection against a draw. LD is going to be all over West Brom here. He's going to guarantee you right now on the podcast that that is going to be a pick in the blog this week. West Brom Albion home pick em against Burnley. Now give me one moment here before we transition on over to the football. We just we just finished football. Now we're going to go to football. Football. I thought you said football. No football. Football. Just have to uh, mark a little Johnson down here. And then we will be all on our way. So... Football-wise now, we're starting things off with the Bears coming off a thrilling Thursday night win. They got that long mini-bye week you get when you're on Thursday night. The Bears are plus one and a half at the Panthers. This is what I can tell you, people. LD's been on the Bears a lot in these early goings. He's made good money off the Bears. He was on the Bears against the, the, the Buccaneers. But, but, LD has loved the Panthers all year. He thinks this is a bit of a snake rat trap line, whatever you want to call it. 
LD is going to go with the gambling logic due to the snake rat trap line, whatever you want to call it. LD's going to go with the Panthers, he thinks. He re- LD's always been a big Teddy Bridgewater fan. He thinks Teddy Bridgewater uh, uh, was a top quarterback prospect coming out of college. He's never really disappointed. He had a gruesome leg injury, but he's come back well from it. LD thinks the Panthers have some weapons. Mike Davis has looked great in Christian McCaffrey's uh, stead. And, you know, uh, Robbie Anderson's playing really well there. I believe they have that guy, Curtis Samuels, who's a nice receiver. He's putting up work. DJ Moore, you know. They're looking pretty good. I just think the Bears are still a little sloppy. Their defense hasn't been wildly impressive to me. Nick Foles, he's hot or not. One minute he looks great. The next minute, you know, who knows with that guy. So I, I just, you know, something smells a little fishy to me. Yeah. So you might just go with the Panthers here, he thinks. Although he kind of does like teasing the Bears, throwing the Bears in some teasers. Whenever you're feeling both ways, you kind of can't go either way. But but for practical purposes, he's going to take the Panthers minus one and a half. That is a gambling logic pick. Next, we have the Lions, minus three and a half at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Last week, LD was on the Jaguar or on the Houston Texans against the Jaguars. He thought the Texans were going to blow him out. He kept talking about how many times he bet on Jacksonville, how Jacksonville stinks, how Jacksonville's the worst, how Jacksonville keeps tricking LD, and LD will not be tricked again by Jacksonville. Well, guess what, people? Right when I think I'm out, Jacksonville pulls me back in. I am back. On the Jacksonville Jaguars, LD does not respect the bye week for a team as bad and as miserable as the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions are a, a, a huff and a puff uh, away from, from blowing that house down and all quitting on Matt Patricia. I think those players hate Matt Patricia. LD doesn't have too strong of an opinion on Matt Patricia, but he can tell you this. People think Matt Patricia is a bozo of a coach. His record's been abysmal. LD is going to take the Detroit Lions or the Jacksonville Jaguars plus three and a half against the Detroit Lions. He's also going to probably throw Jacksonville in quite a few teasers, get some of those extra points going on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Up next, we have the Falcons plus four at the Vikings. This is a tough one, people. The Oh, no, actually, it's not a tough one. Weird stuff's going on right now with the Falcons because of COVID. Ah, but okay, so, so something weird was going on with the Falcons today, Corona-wise. LD heard first that like... Four players tested positive for COVID. Then it turned out only one person tested positive, and it wasn't a player. But either way, they did shut the facility down. That news was immediately followed by Adam Schefter saying that there, there like hasn't been a real strong push of any changes coming to this week's schedule. So I think this game is going to happen. Here's what you got, folks. The Falcon season's over. But Dan Quinn's been a big cloud hanging over that that organization's head ever since he blew that Super Bowl in hilarious fashion to the New England Patriots. So that being said, there there certainly has got to be like a a thousand pound weight coming off everybody's shoulders in the in in Atlanta. That being said, Atlanta season's over. Like they, they don't have any shot at anything. They're not going to make the wild card. They're not going to make the the division. They're, they're not doing anything. They've lost too many games now. The Vikings lost a heartbreaker to the the Seahawks last week. And the Vikings, I I think, I guess, sort of, maybe, seemingly, still has a chance. You know, maybe, maybe can let me let me see what the Minnesota Vikings record is right now. I think they only have one win. They only have one win. Okay, they only do have one win, but they're one in three. 
I don't know. You know, for some reason, I thought they were one and four. One and three. Yeah, the Vikings still, like, have something. There's a, a light at the end of the tunnel, no matter how dim, no matter how much we don't believe in it. I'm sure in-house they do. <sighs> Julio Jones is questionable. If Julio Jones plays, the Vikings secondary is atrocious. Julio Jones plays, LD might take the four points. If Julio Jones is out, I think I might take the Vikings minus four. I know that's not really anything at all. It's no kind of statement. So LD is going to say he's probably going to take the Vikings minus four here. Uh, no. You know what? Stay away from this game, guys. I, I'll, uh, I've never done that. Is LD a coward? I mean, look, LD's LD's a responsible man. He's a responsible gambler. He's certainly not putting any of his own money on this game. He's, he's not going to to bet this game. He thinks this game you got to stay away from. But at the same time, LD's never not picked a game for 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 a game that's happened in in his low existence of the lowdown with LD. So I don't think I can just cop out here. You know, I, as bad as I think the Falcons are, Falcons plus four. You know, thousand all the gambling logic again, just like with the Panthers earlier. They, they just got rid of Dan Quinn. They have Raheem Morris now who's going to fire up that team. Give me the Falcons, plus four. In the next game, we got the Texans, plus three and a half at the Titans. LD's been betting wrong in the Titans for the longest time, and that just gives me a sour taste in my mouth. But at the same time, the Texans stink. Last week, that game against the Jaguars, LD, LD put his house on the Texans. He, he bet the Texans when they were minus three and a half, when they were minus four, when they were minus five, when they were minus four and a half again. He teased them. LD was all over the Texans. And the Texans won that game. They covered all of his spreads, but it was horribly unimpressive against a really bad Jacksonville team. The Texans had to, had to really walk into some good luck. LD thinks the Texans stick. Give me the Titans. Derrick Henry's going to run down their fucking throat. Ryan Tannehill's actually looked pretty good this year. You know, LD wasn't buying into the whole Tannehill's actually good. It's going to continue. It's going to keep on going, you know. But but at the same time, you know, he's got to give him credit. Tannehill's looking good. Taylor Luan was hurt before. He's, he's healthy now. I think Jeffrey Simmons, their, their best and most important defensive lineman, just got off the, the COVID restriction list. I, I believe he's playing this week. Actually, ladies and gentlemen, LD always believes in transparency. He's always going to be honest with you people, the L disciples, the, the people who support him and cherish him most. LD's got his phone out right now, and he is literally putting in this Texans or this Titans bet right now. He actually really loves this. LD can't be a scorned lover just because of the Tex or the Titans have hurt me time and time again. Just because the Titans haven't made sense in LD's eyes doesn't mean I can sit here and deny the fact that he thinks that the Texans are absolute frauds. That he thought the Titans, if anything, were going to kind of play bad last week after all that time off, and they played well. They got Simon Simmons, however you want to say his name, coming back. LD's all over the 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 the, the Tennessee Titans here, minus three and a half. You just put money on it. I believe fans are back in their stadium. I believe this is a home game for the Titans. LD's on the Tennessee Titans. Next, we have the Washington Football Team plus three at the Giants. Look, the Giants are awful. But they have to win at some point, you know. Alex Smith, uh, like I, I don't know, I don't know what's going on with the quarterback situation over there. Alex Smith, have you ever seen what a, a picture of what that guy's leg looks like now? I mean, I know that's an easy target. At the same time, he's like a hundred millionaire. Calm down, people. He's still walking. He still has a leg. He's alive. Don't get too mad at me. But at the same time, like Alex Smith, LD didn't like Alex Smith before he nearly became a stump of a man. So needless to say, now that Alex Smith 
is is worse off unimaginably from a bodily harm standpoint, from like a physical standpoint. LD still doesn't like him. He's going to take the Giants minus three. A classic Joe Judge, from what I know, is like a piss, boom, rah, ha, ha coach. Like a big fire him up and let him go. I imagine he's got to get the Giants ready to play this week because if they're not going to play this horrible Washington football team well, when are the Giants ever going to get a win? They're not going to go 0-16, you know? I don't know. Next, we have the Browns plus three and a half at the Steelers, and LD kind of likes the Browns, people. LD went against the Browns last week, and, and I believe the Browns covered that spread. Let me look at, uh, at that. I'm pulling it up on my phone. Once again, LD's by himself. Give me a little. Yeah, no, the, the Browns kind of beat the, the Colts pretty bad last week. They cost LD some money. Colts started minus two, and then it turned into a pick'em. LD went onto the Colts there once it was a pick'em, and the Browns. Honestly, the Colts got some some luck in that game too, and and the Steelers' defense is certainly legit. But LD does not think the Steelers' offense is that great, and the Steelers' defense just did get taken apart pretty bad by the Eagles. So I don't know. I mean, on one side, I feel like the the Steelers' defense just got disrespected. They got slapped around a little bit. So I feel like they're going to kind of come out hard here against uh, the Browns, but I love the Browns are exciting me. Kevin Stefanski looks like a, a good coach. Baker Mayfield's playing well. I did just see that today that Odell Beckham got sent home with an illness. They never said anything about COVID. They just very ominously were like, Odell Beckham, illness? So who knows with that? That's certainly something to monitor I don't know how injured Nick Chubb is, but it doesn't really matter because, uh, oh, what's his name from the uh, the Chiefs? Kareem Hunt is playing very well for them. And LD's going to take the Browns here, plus three and a half. Now, here's where LD's going to miss Nick, producer Nick, LD's, LD's right-hand man, Nick, because it is the Ravens minus seven and a half at the Eagles. <sighs> a big-time pessimist in the Eagles media community said that he thinks the Eagles might win this game outright. It's just one of those ones where I don't allow the Eagles, the Eagles, maybe, maybe they're, you know, LD's not commenting on the Dak injury in a playful way, but, but I imagine, you know, kind of seeing the division kept so wide open has gotten the Eagles fired up to an extent. The Ravens have gotten a little bit of that fraud. Nah, you know what? Eagles have been playing good the last two weeks, but but the Eagles do kind of stink. LD's taking the Ravens minus seven and a half. He doesn't give a shit about what Elliott Shore Parks does. He doesn't give a shit about what anyone says. Doesn't care about the traps or whatever here. LD's not going to be betting on the Eagles and then watching Lamar Jackson run around with the ball behind his back, jogging backwards into the end zone. I'm, I'm not LD, – LD's seen that game before. LD was a Packers fan when when Colin Kaepernick ran for like 900 yards on us in two – playoff games it was it was awful LD's taking the Ravens minus seven and a half you might tease the Ravens too Eagles run defense is probably their their best facet of their defense but I just don't see it happening here uh the Eagles also very bad at covering the tight end Mark Andrews is gonna eat up next we have the Bengals plus eight at the Colts give LD the Bengals plus eight LD has not believed in the Bengals this year LD has not liked the Bengals this year but LD also does not believe in the Colts LD thinks that Colts defense, a little overblown. LD thinks Phillip Rivers stinks. Phillip Rivers' shot puts the ball down the field. Phillip Rivers throws the ball like a girl at a pool party whose hand just cannot fit around the football. 
All right, just I'm not betting on Phillip Rivers anymore. Give me the Bengals plus eight. And now, here we are, people. The Green Bay Packers in a pick'em at Tampa Bay, at Tampa Bay. Aaron Rodgers has played poorly his last two times at Tampa. That gives LD some concern. That gives LD some pause as a gambler, as a man of superstition, as a man who, who believes in, in those sorts of things from a gambling perspective. But, 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 like a Nicki Minaj music video, but the Packers are coming off their bye week. The Packers are getting Kenny Clark back. The Packers are getting Devontae Adams back. LD thinks that that Tampa, that the Tampa Bay Bucks are a little overrated. LD thinks that that if if this, you know, certainly Tampa's going to be running hungry. They're going to be hungry dogs. I mean, they're not dogs. It's a pick them. But Tampa Bay is going to be hungry after that that bad loss. Not bad in terms of like how it all shook out and the Tom Brady, the four fingers thing. Which honest, okay, so bad loss to the Bears, what he's going to say. But also, let me make this point. Tom Brady, like Tom Brady threw a ball to get the first down on that play. It really didn't matter if he didn't know. Like, I think that's getting too much play because it's fun to laugh at Tom Brady. The media is having their kicks, but like, it's not like Tom Brady threw a check down because he thought it was it was third down. Like it was fourth and, and like 13. Tom Brady threw the ball to like Mike Evans, you know, 15 yards down the field, past the first down. He couldn't come up with the play. Couldn't come up with the catch. It was a tough play. Like, what do you want? I don't think anything would have changed if Tom Brady had known it was fourth down. I don't know. I think it's getting played up too much. But give me the Packers here. I know the Packers are undefeated. That that does make me nervous. But we're getting guys back. We're going to be fired up. We're coming off the bye week. We're going to be locked and loaded here. I really think that the Packers are a very motivated team. I think Aaron Rodgers has a chip on his shoulder from all the shit he took last year from the Jordan Love pick. I think the Packers were 13-3 and last year and wildly disrespected. They did get embarrassed at the end of the year in San Francisco in the playoffs, which honestly probably made them more mad going into the offseason. LD really likes his Green Bay Packers as a Super Bowl pick this year. Give me the Packers and a pick them at Tampa Bay. And up next, we have the Los Angeles Rams, minus three at the Niners. LD had some polls about this game up until a minute ago, but I will wrap back at the end of my pick as to why I no longer have polls. LD just saw the future just now, so you people are lucky. He's about to give you a winner this week and a winner next week. Rams are minus three. Rams are looking very good this year. They've played well. Um, they are. They only have one loss. They lost to the Bills. They, they had a so-so game against the Giants and, and did not play Dallas the best, which also makes me question them in terms of end-of-the-year ceiling type of stuff. But the Rams are, at the very least, a very good regular season team. And I think the Rams are out for revenge on the Niners last year. The Niners were the big, bad team swinging their dick around the NFL. They were dominating people. They really stole all of the Rams' thunder. Uh, Young coach, running scheme, uh, young quarterback, all that. California team, yo, Caliboy, hang loose, like all that. Think there's got to be like this has got to be an easy game for Sean McVay to get the Rams fired up for. I mean, like the Niners, the Niners got got stomped by like the Dolphins last week. The Niners are just a wreck. They're really injured. I'm actually looking up right now just to make sure the Niners ended up losing that game last week because now that I think about it, I did not see a final score for that game. Oh yeah, no, the Niners lost 43-17. Silly me. I acted like the Niners deserve more credit. No shame on you, Niners. You stink. Yeah, no, no, no. The Rams are gonna kick their ass. Minus three is not enough. This game should be like minus six, minus seven. Ah, no, now I'm getting big time. 
See, again, I'm getting some nervy, some nervy snake vibes here. But here's the thing. The Rams have the Bears next week. So LD thinks that the Bears lose this plus one and a half game to the Panthers this week and the Rams win the minus three game against the Niners this week. And then next week, the Bears beat the Rams. Boom. The Rams will be favorites. Folks, I'm going to cut this audio clip because I, I truly think that's going to happen. And if and when it does, LD is going to need many pats on the back. Many, many pats on the back. Up next, we have the Jets plus nine at the Dolphins. I can't believe I'm saying this. I actually think this is going to be one of my picks. I might even tease it. Give me the Jets plus nine. Dolphins shouldn't be getting nine points against anyone. Oh, they beat the shit out of the Niners last week? with well, the Niners stink. I mean, the Jets are awful. Got to play okay at some point. You know, Jamison Crowder's been looking nice. That's something. I don't know. I don't even know who's playing quarterback for the Jets this week. I don't know. And also, Le'Veon Bell just got released, and I feel like whenever something like that happens, even though, you know, Le'Veon Bell is, is hardly where the, be, the problems begin and end for the Jets, I just feel like anytime a big guy gets released like that in the middle of the week, in the middle of the season – you're just going to get like this, the Jets come out and play well this week. And then the national media is going to be all very like, the Jets, like they got rid of Le'Veon. This maybe, ha ha, like is this, ho ho, maybe, maybe that, like, no, the Jets stink. But, but again, like they, they should be getting nine points against the Dolphins. That's too many points. Dolphins stink. Broncos are plus nine and a half at the Patriots. I got, I got nothing on this game. G- give me the Pats, I guess. Give me Belichick. I, I Broncos are, are an injury-riddled team, uh, you know. I think this game was supposed to happen last week, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. That's what happened, right? Yeah. So there you go. Uh, yeah, just give me, give me the Pats, I guess. And then now here, here's one LD has a bit of a handle on Cardinals. Cardinals minus one and a half at the Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys. The the emotion that's going to be running through that building after what happened to Dak last. I bet you Dak, Dak is probably sitting in his in his hospital bed like William Shakespeare right now with a gold-tipped feathered pen in front of him working on his speech for that game. Like, oh man, oh man, if there's ever going to be emotion in a stadium. And LD does rate Dak Prescott. Like, I think Dak Prescott's a good quarterback, so I don't mean to diminish him at all. But, like, I certainly think Andy Dalton can make things happen in the Cowboys offense. I think, you know, at the very least, you can get a great run first offense with Zeke going. you got a lot of weapons, C.D. Lamb, uh, Gallup, Cooper, all that, you know. I just think those things combined. The Cardinals, I think, are a bit overrated. I don't think they're that good. Uh, Chandler Jones just went on to IR today. That's the best part of their defense. That's going to be a tough loss. Uh, you know, both these teams' offenses stink. I believe the over-under for that game is 55. Pro tip move here that LD is going to give you guys, the L Disciples. LD likes the Cowboys o- over-teaser, where you do two teases in one game. Six, You, you get six points, so it would be Dallas plus seven and a half. You get a whole touchdown and, and the half a point. Gets the bad Cardinals team on one side, and then... On the other side, you know, you get, what, uh, 49 points? I mean, Cowboys defense is atrocious. I, I certainly think the Cardinals are going to be able to score. I just think the Cowboys will score a few more points. Now, that might be a good move to, to look at, but LD definitely thinks he's going to tie the Cowboys into some of his teasers this week. And then to wrap things up, we have the Chiefs minus four and a half at the Bills. <sighs> Give me the Bills, four and a half here, man. 
you know, I think the bill the Bills are coming off a loss to the Titans. They don't look the best there, but but I think the Chiefs are a little overrated this year. They just haven't like they haven't they haven't gotten the full loss yet. You know, the Chiefs haven't looked the best in all these games, but they just keep making it through on the skin of their teeth. You know, uh, they they finally did lose to the Raiders, but but I, I do think the Raiders are are you know actually a bit underrated this year. I do know they just lost, so it might sound funny what I'm saying, but like. They kind of looked bad in that Patriots game. They didn't look the best in that. Or I mean, like, you know, we were impressed with them against the Texans week one, but now we know the Texans stink. So what does that say? They almost lost to the Chargers. And that was, no, that was the game Justin Herbert came out. But still, I just think Chiefs are a little overrated right now. I mean, it is tough to bet against them after a loss, but I do think the Bills are going to come out swinging here. I kind of like taking the points here with the Bills. Give me the Bills plus four and a half. LD talked over an hour, guys. It might be right around an hour. I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a mathematician, but but you know this this was not as hard as I thought. I could have probably gone longer. LD does want to say he's got he's got some exciting exciting stuff in the works, man. The blog is looking really good. Uh, he has some interest in the blog from exterior uh, sources, and he's very excited about that. Uh, he would love it if you guys could do LD a favor. Whether it's via DM, whether it's, uh, you know, you just tweet at me, whatever. If you guys, the L Disciples, my most loyal listeners, the people sitting here at the end of a solo LD podcast, could send LD the best blogs that you guys have enjoyed. LD's working on putting together a bit of a pitch deck of his blogs. So if you could tell me what your favorite LD blog is. LD has some of his favorites. The, the catch-up blog comes to mind. The... You know, uh, uh, the, there's a Lori Laughlin one way back in the day that he really liked, but L- LD is some that he, he is some the Takashi six nine. That's a great one that LD wrote. But LD has some favorites. But if you guys have some that stick out to you that you remember that you really laughed at when they came out, LD would really appreciate it if you could you know notify me, may make do all that. Let let me know. Uh, that that'd be a big help. LD, uh, you know, besides that, LD's happy that he could deliver you guys this solo effort. He's had a crazy week. He's had a crazy couple months, man, since getting hit by a SUV going 40 miles an hour. But that's what happens when that happens. So, you know, uh, I did want to make one other note. Oh, I'm going to be working on a, on a lowdown with LD soon based on uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra, both of those two shows, those shows combined, that whole universe, you know, whatever you want to call it. So I think that's going to be my next pop culture one. LD did his, you know, the boys season one discussion. LD might do a boys season two discussion once Noah finishes uh, catching up on the boys. Who knows? But as always, this is your man, your faithful leader, your knee driver, LD, LLDD. And and this has been a pleasure, guys. It's been beautiful talking to you. LD loves giving the soothing sounds of his voice on the airwaves and, and interacting with the El Disciples. It's been a, a merry old time in LD land. Quite frankly, I think my little corner of the internet with its little spotlight on it's been the one positive part of the horrible year that's been 2020. So let's keep it going, guys. Let's keep the momentum up. Let, let's all band together here. Let's be at each other's backs. Let's be pushing each other forward and and let's never let it end. This is LD signing off.